0: Welcome to PostCast. The Utah Jazz on a back end of a back-to-back face the fast-flying Western Conference leading Memphis Grizzlies. And they might have built their own grave or they might have just got built. We'll discuss it coming up on PostCast. David Locke along with Ron Boone for you on PostCast tonight. The Utah Jazz live ball turnovers are the story tonight. The Jazz turn it over. The Jazz turned it over 21 times, which is a lot. The issue is that 16 of the 21 turnovers were open-court opportunities for the Memphis Grizzlies tonight, a team that is 23rd in the NBA in half-court offense, playing without Ja Morant. So all you wanted to do to that team was to put them into the half-court as much as possible and make them. And the Jazz did a great job when they put them in the half-court, but those... Sixteen live ball turnovers ended up leading to a majority of the twenty-five fast break points and points off turnovers tonight was also a big advantage for the Grizzlies.
1: Well, what what I'm, I'm talking about, this David, I don't know if you how many points did you give up off turnovers in that second quarter because that was a quarter that the Grizzlies had that was so big for them, outscoring the Jazz forty-three to twenty-eight. The Jazz won three three of the four quarters in, in, in tonight's ball game, but as you mentioned, those turnovers uh, are something coaches if you, you talk to head coaches they'll tell you that the biggest problem that they don't want to have in in, in, a, in a game is turnovers and rebounds turn if you, if you can do that you give yourself a chance to win and and obviously the jazz uh, that, that didn't happen for them tonight 21 turnovers giving up 27 points that's that you won't win a lot of ball games give the way. jazz
0: some credit the grizzlies are the number two offensive rebounding team in the league at 32 percent and um nice to see you dear and you can too. say hello to Utah. You have lots of friends back home. They might watch the show. Hello, Brad Jones' wife, Lori. Brad, longtime stars head coach and then jazz assistant coach. Sorry, I didn't realize you were on. No, we're on. You're, you're, wait, we're not professional. You're allowed to come by and say hi? She ran away. Um, that's who I was waving to for those who are wondering. I'm watching it on YouTube. Uh, give the Jazz some credit. Memphis is a great offensive rebounding team, second best in the league at 32%. The Jazz, I think, only allowed about 25% offensive rebounding tonight. So, like, on one end of things, they did it well. That's like, okay, and that's probably what kept them in the game because to the Jazz credit, they stayed close. They never got blown out. This was a game that felt like there was a real chance you're going to – when you and I were talking about keys before the game, one of the things you and I talked about was, like, stay in contact. Don't go Don't go fall 12 or 14 or 16 down, and they did that. They they fell down by 14 at the half. They fell down by 16 early in the third. It felt like it could get away from them, but th- this team just doesn't let things get away from them.
1: Yeah, and that's a, a, a tribute to the players and, and the fact that – that, uh, and will to the point where they just continue to play hard, and, and they know that the way they shoot the three-point shot, eventually, you know, they're going to get those looks and and get themselves back in the ball game. Now they only got up 32 tonight, uh, and largely because of the turnovers. That you know, that many turnovers, you're just not going to. Um, uh, I think they average, the Jazz are averaging 14 a game, and they gave up 21 tonight.
0: Grizzlies did not turn it over a lot. So the Grizzlies ended up taking 102 shots tonight. You do not oh. see the 100-shot threshold broken uh, very often. They play with a pretty good pace as well because they don't want to get in the half court. To the Jazz credit, and Walker Kessler is a large part of this tonight, the Jazz half court defense was really good, and the Jazz half court defense has not always been really good. It comes in ranked 25th in the NBA tonight, but they were pretty good in the half court. I believe I don't see the final number. I could probably pull it up for you here in a second Uh, on the Grizzlies half court, uh, the Grizzlies' half-court numbers were not particularly good today uh, in this game, which you know I think is a tribute to the Jazz, but it's also Walker Kessler had a mammoth impact in this game defensively. He, he,
1: he really did, and you get to the point where you think guys are just challenging him, thinking, "Okay, we're so used to shooting over the top of guys, uh, even even when they're seven footers, but he is so long. I'm not sure of his wingspan, but it's seven foot one, and, and 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 then if you got a seven foot four wingspan, he doesn't." Uh, you don't fake him out. I think you 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 go through him a lot of times when he picks up his fouls, but because you don't fake him out, because he doesn't have to jump as high, you're sometimes to block shots because he's just that long and tall. He's
0: got a great instinct for it. I mean, that's we've mm-hmm. talked to Will about it. Will talks about the fact that Will Hardy, Jazz head coach, that he just has an incredible instinct to wear to blocking shots and handling block shots. Yeah,
1: it, it just and if you listen to him, he has a you know coming out of college, he had a, a technique. You know, we're listening to him and when he first uh, arrived in Utah and we had the the, the the media player meetings and he talked about that, you know, about ways to block shots, left hand, right hand, when to do it and all that kind of stuff. So it's it's
0: amazing. One of the bummers tonight uh was late in the game, the Jazz were rallying back. Kelly Olympic drove the left side. We we're down six at the time. Uh Looked like he had an open lane for a layup. He twists his ankle, goes down, turns it over the other side. Grizzlies score either two or three. Kind of ended the game. But more importantly, Kelly Olenek had really struggled since coming back from that ankle injury. Uh, In the last six games since the ankle injury, he was shooting 28% from field, 22% from three. Tonight, Kelly Olenek hit his first three, then played with a lot of zest for the whole night. 19 points, eight rebounds, five assists, but that did not look great. He did have five turnovers, uh, one of them being that final play. That did not look great, and makes you believe he could be, particularly if it's the same ankle, that he could be out for a little while here, and he is a really vital piece to this team. He, he really
1: is. Uh, he does a lot of the, I mean, he's, I think he's probably the, the most physical player the Jazz have out, out on the team, and, it, and it's evident. He does pick up fouls and and be- because he, he's being physical but I think what's what's great about that is that now you got he stretches the floor there shooting a three-point shot uh, and, and a lot of the coaching meetings they, they talk about Kelly yolennick like as though they're surprised that he can shoot the three but he's having a great year shooting the three-point shot
0: felt as though will was trying to monitor minutes a little bit three third game in four nights marketing place 29 tonight nobody went over 30 this team had you know did play uh in Houston then fly to Chicago and play a quick turnaround Tonight, that Chicago game was a pretty physical ball game with a lot of energy and and zest to it. So it did feel as though the Jazz were kind of trying to monitor minutes a little bit tonight. And in turn, I just never felt as though it's an interesting – this is really interesting to me because this might be a tribute to how good the Jazz really are offensively. They shot 51% tonight. They shoot 31% from three. And maybe it's because of the turnovers, but I never felt like they got an offensive rhythm or at different times throughout the season, we've seen Jazz players kind of get hot. And that didn't ever feel like that happened. I don't really have a feel like, oh, these guys played well offensively or anything like that tonight. There doesn't seem to me to be kind of that texture to the offensive night for the Jazz tonight. Well, boy,
1: that that's, uh, that's interesting, you know, because of that type of uh effort that they put on out there on the floor you know sometimes you oh you, you're talking about they just didn't like have that
0: spurt or even you know? that even feel like they were in a rhythm and maybe yeah. that's why memphis hey memphis is the number but to, i mean my point is a little bit like they didn't feel that way maybe that's what memphis does to you memphis is the number one defense in the nba holding teams to a 109 jazz had about a 113 mm-hmm. offensive rating night four points above what average. That. To me, this might validate the jazz third best offensive rating more than any other night all year long that they didn 't seem great they didn 't shoot the three unbelievably they 're going against the, one of the best defenses the best defense in the NBA and they still had a fairly solid offensive night to me I, I think I mean it more as kind of a statement to like wow this this you know how is this this team just showed what they 're able to do offensively without really anybody having a monster evening
1: yeah i I, I agree with that you know fifty one percent and you and you still get one hundred and eighteen points and Shoot a great percentage uh, from from the field, um, free throw line. Uh, you get up 88 shots, and I think the Jazz are averaging somewhere about 84, 85 shots a, a night. Um, well, that'll get, keep you in the ball game there as well. Baby.
0: Clarkson got ejected in this one. He ends up uh, six of 12, two of five from three. Uh, he got uh, took a swipe at Desmond Bain, flagrant two, got ejected. Mm-hmm. We'll see if there's anything else he did. Bow up again. Which is probably something he needs to lose if he wants to not lose money. Um, uh, I can see Desmond
1: Bain getting upset, very upset, because yeah. he was really hitting the head pretty hard. But you could see that Desmond Bain was going for the shot. The ball was here. Then he brings it down, and while he's bringing it down, Clarkson swinging at the basketball, which wasn't there anymore, and he catches him right across the head. I think I'd have been upset there as well. Jaron
0: Jackson was the first one to go to Jordan. Jordan met him, and I don't. Jordan was ejected for the foul, um, as much as anything. All right, two stars tonight, Ron
1: Boone. Well, I think you gotta go with, with Kessler, uh that's for sure. I uh, just love the way he's been playing here as of late, blocking shots and, and he had eleven rebounds tonight, twenty three uh twenty three minutes and and um <sighs> I was looking at this earlier, and I just thought, okay, maybe only one tonight. You know, and I'm going
0: but. Kelly Olynyk as my second star tonight. Mm-hmm. He got it back rolling after a yeah. struggle. Mm-hmm. I was considering Rudy Gay as double clutch, fly high, dunk <laughs> yeah, yeah. back from his Grizzly Vintage age at 22 years old. Mm-hmm. Um, was, uh, was the highlight of the night. But I'll go Kelly Olenek as my second star. Nine points, eight rebounds, five assists. Hopefully that ankle injury is not bad. As not he Not bad.
1: Yeah, Kelly Olenek would be it. As
0: yeah. he, he finally got his rhythm back coming off the injury. All right, that wraps us up for Postcast tonight. We'll be back home Tuesday Celebrate the return of Donovan Mitchell as the Jazz get ready to play the Cavaliers, see if they can get a surprise win against one of the top Eastern Conference teams in the NBA on Tuesday. Thanks for tuning in to Postcast. Ryan Smith will be joining me on Locked on Jazz on Monday.